0: Good morning. It's Friday, May 14th. I'm Shamita Basu.
1: And I'm Duarte Geraldino. This is Apple News Today. Each morning, hear about some of the most fascinating stories in the news and how the world's best journalists are covering them.
0: The CDC said it fully vaccinated adults can mostly take off their masks, even indoors. President Biden called it an important turning point in the battle against the virus. I think it's a great milestone, a great day. It's been made possible by the extraordinary success we've had in vaccinating so many Americans so quickly.
1: The CDC director says this means you can go back to doing many of the things you were doing before the pandemic. The change is based on data from vaccinated people in the U.S. and in Israel. Now, the key here is mostly maskless indoors. NPR has details about some of the situations where masks are still going to be required. For one, you still have to mask up if you're traveling by air or if you're on public transit. This includes while you're in the airport or at the train station.
0: You'll also have to keep wearing a mask in healthcare settings, places like hospitals and nursing homes. Also, some state and local laws may still require masks in certain indoor situations. And private businesses and offices can make their own rules.
1: And finally, vaccinated means fully vaccinated. That means two weeks after you've gotten your final dose of the vaccine, then, and only then, you can take your masks off indoors. Starting in June, more than 1.9 million Americans could have their unemployment checks significantly cut. The Washington Post crunches the numbers on moves by Republican governors to restrict jobless aid, and they're arguing cutbacks will force more people to return to work. But labor experts say the reality is a little more complicated.
0: Last week's jobs report showed less employment growth than expected. Republican governors are pointing to those numbers and saying we have a labor shortage to deal with. As The Post points out, some of these states that are considering reducing benefits have few people who are collecting unemployment aid. But labor experts say that any hiring slowdown may be more related to other factors. People are afraid of getting COVID on the job. They can't find childcare while schools are still closed. And the jobs that are out there may not pay enough to cover the bills.
1: According to The Post... In just a couple of weeks, around a half million unemployed people in certain states are going to see their extra $300 a week disappear, and all benefits are going to be cut for around 800,000 people who got their aid through the second stimulus package, including self-employed workers. And another half million people on a different program may see their assistance fully cut.
0: Worker advocates want the Biden administration to step in and keep giving out this federal aid. One complicating factor is that states heavily control jobless benefits. Some Senate Democrats think there may be a legal workaround that could keep money flowing for some people who are in danger of losing benefits. Another deadly blast in Afghanistan today, this time at a mosque in Kabul during Friday prayers. It's a reminder of the danger there and how things could get worse as American troops leave. This is a special concern for thousands of Afghan people who worked for the U.S. government. They took personal risk doing those jobs as translators, consultants, drivers. Now they fear for their lives and for their families. The Taliban could target them when U.S. forces are gone.
1: The State Department says it has a special responsibility to help these people. Bloomberg News is pointing out the U.S. has done mass evacuations from combat zones before. In 1975, it moved around 140,000 people out of South Vietnam and Cambodia. Now, there is a special immigrant visa program that could move Afghans to the U.S., but this is a tricky option.
0: One resettlement expert told Bloomberg around 35,000 Afghan people would qualify for this program. And that number includes people who worked directly for the military, as well as their spouses and children. But that program has a years-long backlog.
1: And on top of that, the U.S. Embassy in Kabul is just understaffed. The workers who would normally process visa applications are already gone or preparing to leave. The pandemic also complicates matters. And there would be a cost to increase in the visa quota. And it's not clear where that money is going to come from.
0: But for the Afghan families who risked their lives to support the U.S., time is running out. President Biden made a firm promise to bring U.S. troops home later this year. Now the families inside Afghanistan are waiting and hoping they can get out too.
1: The WNBA's 25th season begins today, and we want to talk about a business deal that's pretty important for women's athletics. Seattle storm forward, Brianna Stewart, she just signed a multi-year shoe deal with Puma, and she's only the 10th WNBA player ever to have a namesake sneaker.
0: This story comes to us from Nick DePaula, who covers the sneaker industry for ESPN. Yes, that is his beat. And he puts into perspective what a huge moment this is in sports. Just think about this. 18 NBA players have their own signature shoes this season. The last time a WNBA player got one of these contracts was a decade ago.
1: Brianna Stewart says her deal is about so much more than footwear.
0: I'm just really excited to get the respect that women's basketball deserves and bring that to a whole nother level.
1: Stewart hopes this deal is going to be a turning point and will lead to more women athletes getting big brand contracts. Now you can't go out and buy Stewart's signature shoe just yet. Puma says designing and developing the sneaker with her will take up to a year and a half.
0: You can find all these stories and more in the Apple news app.
1: And while you're there, Check out some of our audio stories.
0: Enjoy the weekend, and we'll talk to you again on Monday.